0: All right, it's a Sunday afternoon in New York. We're at John Jay College. My name is Nahum Siegel and we are at the MEGA, an event that has become so big, has such a life of its own that it's known simply by one word at this point. The MEGA. That's where we're at with Nefesh Benefesh at John Jay College. They call it the MEGA Event and Medical Seminar for 2018. It is today. It goes uh, until 5 o'clock. Everyone is welcome to come by and be part of this. We have the uh, privilege of doing this live presentation uh, with Uh, our amazing friends at the Jerusalem Post. I want to give a round of applause to the Jerusalem Post. They recognize that there's a good, amazing, quality broadcast going on from John Jay College with the Mega. They are always into uh, um, uh, great journalism and uh, wonderful pieces that their uh, readers and viewers and friends and and followers around the world would be into and it's for that reason that we have that they have asked us and we have asked them and came to this uh, amazing arrangement we are with the jerusalem post on this sunday if you are uh if you are listening right now at nachum you have uh, two options you can go to the jerusalem post facebook page and watch all the proceedings here from the mega event for the next couple of hours you can also go to our page nachum single network as we share the Jerusalem Post feed, all this courtesy, of course, of our technical staff led by ZK and our uh, production staff today led by Yoni Pollock. And we'll meet some very special people, wonderful guests, and a lot of people who have a tremendous affinity and tremendous love for the state of Israel, who understand the future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel and want to encourage as many people as possible from North America, and specifically in this case in the New York, New Jersey region, to think very seriously about heading to the state of Israel in the very near future. As they say here on the flyer, Aliyah, it's your move. And that's a uh, direct directive to us because it's our move to decide when and how quickly to move to Israel and become part of the Jewish future. We'll of course uh, kick off our broadcast with both Rabbi Fass and Tony Gelbart. They are the founders of Nefesh B'Nefesh. It's because of them that the Aliyah process has become as easy, quote-unquote, as it is compared to years past, and that now 15 years of North American Olim to Israel are being celebrated. Incredible numbers, amazing flights, phenomenal stories, incredible people who are helping to build Israel's future in the state of Israel, who never would have been in Israel without Nefesh B'Nefesh. And uh, today's an opportunity. Today's an opportunity for everybody, from uh, no matter where they are in the New York, New Jersey area, maybe some from Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. Who knows where people are coming from today to get more and more information about what's happening on the Aliyah scene. Why would it be worth it for someone to travel that distance that I just mentioned to come here to John Jay College? Well, look at this. Look at how many seminars are taking place at the very same time. It's almost unfair, I would say, Uh, if somebody has multiple seminars they'd like to go to. It would be almost difficult to juggle this schedule Uh, When at 11 o'clock this morning, there are four different things going on, and at 2 p.m. today, for instance, about 15 different things going on, and all through the day, so many things um, filling an action-packed schedule – It makes it almost impossible, but the good news is that any question you have and any priority you have in terms of uh, your family and work situation that you need to investigate, you could certainly take care of today. And all the other questions, if there's other stuff left over you weren't able to get to today, obviously go to nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, in addition to personal consultations, they have webinars and they have experiences by those who've done this already in the past, who've moved to Israel, who have... uh, been part of that Nefesh Benefesh flight like we have. The only difference is we came back. Um, (laughs) You'll be able to get all of that information on the website nbn.org.il. Again, very excited to be with the Jerusalem Post. I assume this is the start of my Jerusalem Post career. What are they going to ask me to do next, ZK? Uh, write some sports articles or uh, other areas of my expertise. Is Is that where this is heading? So I thank the Jerusalem Post for Um, uh, for picking up our feed, essentially, and letting their millions of followers see what's happening here at the Mega through our eyes and our description as we go through an entire lineup of wonderful people who are going to be joining us uh, through this afternoon here at the Nalchem Siegel Network. The Mega event at John Jay College, and since we're in the early part of this broadcast, those of you who are out there who are uh, on the fence, on the bubble, as they say during March Madness season, about moving to Israel or not, it's an opportunity for you to come on by uh, this afternoon and experience all of this amazing and incredible Aliyah energy, simple as that. And by the way, they have a special program for those, uh, those who are in the young professional arena. They have a special program this afternoon that will lead into a, a free um, social get-together tonight, giving everybody even more opportunity to find out more and connect more with those who are heading uh, to Israel or have a desire to do so. And um, we're going to start the list of guests, appropriately so, in just a couple of minutes with uh, Rabbi Fass and Tony Gelbart, who have been uh, instrumental in not only making the Aliyah experience easier for everybody, but implementing certain things over the years, over this decade and a half, uh, to, uh, to uh, expedite the Aliyah process. It's one of the things that Nefesh B'Nefesh is known for. They have their their spiritual and their emotional side, known for bringing tens of thousands from North America to Israel. And then they have their practical and technological side, where they have made the entire process so much easier uh, to navigate, so much easier to deal with, and the one feeds into the other. More and more people get more enthusiastic about moving to Israel when they realize just how easy a process it is compared to uh, days past. So we'll talk about that, of course, and much, much more. We should also mention that today in the headline of the Mega are the words medical seminar. I don't remember in past years a specific track or a specific category being singled out. This year it's known as the Mega event and medical seminar because they are paying even more attention uh, to those physicians, dentists, nurses, psychologists, um, uh, paramedical professionals, all those in those categories who have specific questions, specific dreams about moving to Israel, but of course, who at the same time want to keep uh, their dream of working in the medical field alive. And uh, they have dedicated a, uh, and really the entire day, a section of the entire day, to these medical professional sessions. And if you're out there, and if you've always said to yourself, after all this training in the medical field, as a doctor, as a nurse, as a dentist, etc., there's nothing for me that I could possibly do in Israel or the, the licensing process or the testing process is so difficult. I suggest you come down here and find out if that's true or not. You might be extremely surprised. You might be taken aback at just how, um, how easy a procedure this whole thing has become and how the testing and licensing and uh, <laughs> obtaining whatever certificates are necessary is, in fact, easier than ever. We have our first dispute of the day, and that is uh, that is where my fess and Tony Gelbart will be seated for this opening conversation. It seems we've settled it. It seems things are now calmer than they were a moment ago. Tony, good morning. Good afternoon, actually.
1: But I seem to be a little bit lower. I know you're taller than me, but I seem I'm to be on a low chair. Here. I
0: apologize for that. It seems it <laughs> seems to be going around when I have guests. I apologize for that. Nothing. Nothing. you really like I blame my parents, frankly, to be very honest with you. Yeah. Anyway, a pleasure to welcome you
1: back. Thank
0: you. Welcome back to New York.
1: Yes, thank you. I, this is New York, yes. This is
0: New York. We're at John Jay College, meeting a lot of people who have an interest in Aliyah. Mm-hmm. Tony Gelbart, one of the uh, co-founders of Nefesh Nefesh with, of course, Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Josh Fass, who sits to my left. Rabbi Fass. Hello, Nachum. What a delight to welcome you as well. Thank you so much. Back here in New York, after all the time we've spent in so many different places, including flights to Israel. I've had that privilege of being there when the uh, incredible celebration goes on, when that plane lands in Israel, and people know that their lives are about to change, and you would argue that the lives of everybody who are already in the state of Israel will be changing a bit as well when those people arrive. They're only going to enhance the experience
2: of those who are already living in Israel. Absolutely. It is pretty we just uh, Ambassador Dayan and I just had, gave a session talking about uh, the repercussions and implications of, of what North American Aliyah is and, and modern-day immigration, of the booster shot of Zionism and also a pause to Israelis to, to cherish what they have. A lot of times human nature is that uh, you, start, you start losing sight of, of, of what you should love and embrace. And when you all of a sudden you see plane loads of individuals coming off and embracing this, uh, this miracle of the modern day state of Israel, it gives Israelis pause for a moment and... What do we have here?
0: I'm smiling only because I wonder if early on some of your Israeli friends said to you, "Uh, do these people know what they're getting themselves into? Do you you know what's going on here, guys? Oh, 100%. They did say that. huh? absolutely.
2: A lot of uh, initial skepticism.
0: Absolutely. A lot of that has disappeared, huh? Thank God. Yeah, boy. That initial skepticism has turned into a... uh, tremendous show of emotion by those who are in israel when they see these plane loads land and they know that these communities of israel are going to start swelling because of north american aliyah uh tony what do you say to the fact that now the mega event is simply known as the mega it has its own personality that now one word
1: tells the story to american jury that you guys are coming to town with this event look i think it's about branding it's about branding it's about something special you know nefesh benefish is a great name. But now it's called NBN. Right. It's about NBN. And now it's the mega. (laughs) And so, you know, to us, when it's just commonplace, when it's a brand, like, you know, people say, hand me a Kleenex. It's a tissue. Right. So let's get an Ali You know, we... Let's go to NBN. The mega's coming. Those are the kind of things you want to make it so it's something that people understand very clearly that it's where you're going to get information, you're going to get help, you're going to get direction, and anything you need to make aliyah oh is at the mega.
0: Is it unfair that so many seminars take place at once when there might be somebody, I don't know, who at 12 noon wants to go to multiple seminars. What
1: do they do, Tony? Look at this. Look at the well, list. Hopefully, you're making Aliyah with a friend or a family member. So you'll <laughs> split them up. You'll go one, you'll go to the other one. You'll tape it for somebody, you'll tape it for that one, You take a video.
0: See, only our people can complain that they choose many seminars. You know what yeah, I'm right.
1: saying? Only, <laughs> only
0: I can come up with a problem with right, the schedule. Right, when we <laughs> created the schedule. Too much food, too
1: many seminars, <laughs> exactly. too much information.
2: It's yeah. hard too down. much <laughs> Well, a great, it's down. a great routine. What no, when, when we were creating the schedule, we realized that there will be high demand for certain sessions, and the high-demand sessions are replicated in throughout, uh, throughout the day. Understood. Thank you. He put thanks, us, thanks for, he thanks
0: put for us bring, in my place. <laughs> I'm bringing you down a thanks little. Thanks for bringing me back down <laughs> to earth. But you'd have to admit this is the first time, and I, I hope I'm accurate because I've already said it, where the mega is actually co-branded, that you've, you've taken a piece of what you do, which is, you know, all the different seminars and tracks, and you've included one in the title of this case being the medical seminar, just showing everybody out there in the medical
2: field how seriously you take the effort to get them to Israel. Last year, uh, the turnout of physicians and anyone in the medical field who came out to last year's MEGA and the ability of licensing advancement and even interviewing for positions in Israel was just... Eye-opening and 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 shocking to us. So, uh, to developing on last year's momentum, to create a special track, and we're also bringing in so many individuals from Israel, from different uh, medical clinics and from hospitals and from the licensing and Ministry of Health. So, it, it's there's a lot of investment in, in in that track. So that tells
0: me one of two things: either you yourselves thought the whole medical thing is a drop more difficult than other areas, right? That that would you know that that. that requires special attention, so to speak, or that you realize that those in the medical field in the United States are going to think that it's much more difficult than any other field in Israel. right? I would think it's at least one of those two or a combination of both.
1: Let me just mention one thing, and and Rabbi Fast will get into much more details than I do, but there's a critical shortage of medical personnel in Israel, and that's what the driving force is. We're trying to provide the information and the ease and you know, take away the bureaucracy. Bring the people here. Bring the hospitals, and, and Rabbi Fest will tell you more. But all the across the critical, uh, uh, the medical professionals, there's a critical shortage. Whether it's doctors, nurses, you know, speech pathologists, whatever
0: they mean, right. uh, that's the problem. Any medical field, any medical specialty. I mean, you're,
2: I don't even know if you'd want to answer this publicly, but I'm curious most. what you're at, right. So most, most. There, there are there, some still a handful of that are not uh, that are not as advanced in 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 its reception within the state of Israel or, or of its standardized licensing. Right. Um,
0: I bet one of the most common questions, medical field people and others, but in medicine it seems always more important, is there what type of proficiency someone needs in the Hebrew language?
2: Is there a way for you to... Well, it depends. It depends on where you're going to practice and how you're going to practice. And uh, depending on how much stage you have to do in your licensing, there are certain medical upanim that are in place for doctors to, to up their Hebrew. Uh, that they lexicon. would go to first. Exactly, just to, before, or many people in their, in their transition when they're working in the hospital, they're crossing over into uh, in the different terminology and and lingo. Right. But and now
0: that I think about it, I mean, Israel in its 70-year history has gone through this before. Doctors from other countries. But coming no, th- in, exactly, yeah. every
2: single hospital is. is it has so many international right. physicians that are training within Israel. The, the common denominator language is English. Right. So when an American doctor comes, they're not going to not be able to converse or practice. And dentists, psychologists, all that right, would Exactly, be. same. Uh, both Tony Gelbart and Rabbi Yoshua Fast, they are with us.
0: They are the founders of Nefesh B'Nefesh. They are uh, presiding over the mega, what we call the mega event and medical seminar today, right now at John Jay College. I welcome those of you. Watching at the Jerusalem Post and, of course, at the Nahum Segal Network, and I thank you all for doing so. There's still time for you to come down if you're in the New York, New Jersey area. We should mention that this is the start of a very busy week for all of you because Toronto, Montreal, Los Angeles, and I bet you there are people from those areas watching now, you're going to be doing, I guess, a mega-type event in those cities all through the week.
2: We used to do uh, other states. But they never got to that critical mass of what a mega event is. Um, uh, a few hundred people constitute a mega. Right. Um, we used to go to Chicago, Cleveland, right. Florida. But we're constituting... So a L.A. Thing. still qualifies. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right. And, of course, the uh, Toronto and Montreal for people who want more information. Obviously, the website's always open. I said to... When, we, when I first introduced my concept about the multiple seminars today, I did mention that at the website... Uh, you you do welcome personal consultations, webinars that are specifically designed for specific areas. So if someone doesn't get to something today. They
2: obviously have a lot of options, and the website is a great resource. Yeah, but you're them. missing out on the free cashews, so you have to you have to make. Those way aren't over. available
0: in every. Uh, I don't Just in certain ones,
2: you have to find which ones up.
0: Huh? <laughs> and the medical professional sessions, which are in red, by the way, on your program, to show the seriousness that they're being taken here, because they're in red. They're in red, obviously. <laughs> you know, but once that once that's done, you know, they stand out. It's very important. And then on top of that, uh, there are a lot of vendors here. When I walked by, I saw representatives from different cities in Israel. Uh, but there are other services as well that are being taken care of today, correct? It's not just where to move to and whether you want to buy real estate or, or rent in a specific area. I mean, People can It's do shipping, right. it's uh,
2: lifts, it's insurance. All it's, those uh, things. Yeah. You remember your lift? Oh, boy, do I remember that lift. 15 years ago? Yeah, 16 years ago. Yeah.
3: It was big.
0: How long did it take to uh, get from the port to uh, – or
2: you had to go pick it up at the port? It was 5 weeks that so we said goodbye to your apartment. We said goodbye to our stuff 5 weeks later we saw it. Thank god for that. Or what a reunion it was. <laughs> really? Very special, very emotional. You felt empty practically for those 5 weeks. We lived it's we lived to <laughs> sleep in your own bed, you know. Yes. It really is.
0: That's true. You can say that again. Some of
2: us forgot to take pajamas with us reunion, you know, <laughs> reconnecting to things that are very important.
0: I'm bring I'm bringing back shocking memories for you I see. Yes,
2: I'm going to go to a therapist. I a, think there's a it, vendor downstairs by Alia. So it was an be.
0: innocent question. I just was curious. <laughs> I'm, remember I'm, your own, I'm leaving this for your station. own lift experience. <laughs> and finally, finally, and I, because I asked you this already, I can ask Tony because I asked you this on Friday. I've always maintained that uh, you know that there has to be a tipping point where we start seeing a decrease in the uh, interest when it comes to Alia. Uh, not a decrease in the entire concept. Meaning the numbers can't continue. Uh, to match up year after year with the numbers that you've gotten in the past because, obviously, those who are interested in moving to Israel, the majority of them we would think are there already, and they've you know taken advantage of all your services, et cetera. So I always thought these numbers would go down. What happens, of course, the numbers continue to go up. People have children. Yeah, <laughs> Next and, and they influence them, yeah. huh? Uh, so, Tony, uh, is, that, is that the answer, in fact, or is there something to what I'm saying, that at some point we may have to work a little harder because those numbers may start to dwindle?
1: Um, I have to beg to differ with what you're saying. Okay, I disagree nice big way. time Res- with him last I, week. I, Respectfully I disagree. disagree. I'm trying to find the right words because, you know, this is a uh, daytime family show, and but you're wrong, okay? Um, success breeds success. The more people hear about it, the more people are interested, and as way as the time goes on, you'll see more and more. And look, there's quite a few, thank God, number of Jews in the world, especially in North America, who have the opportunity to move to Israel if they so choose. And if they see that it's easy, if they see that it's a happy place, which it is, if they see the economy booming, they see their friends, family members are being successful— they're all going to join, yeah. and that's the key to this thing.
0: And when you started, you didn't even realize that Israel would end up being the world leader in all these areas, technology. Oh, we knew. We knew. knew it. Knew happened. Happened. Come on. We knew sure it we did. That was part I mean, of the I mean,
1: plan. Oh. <laughs> ask the rabbi. He told me all about <laughs> it. It's true.
0: In that <laughs> first, <laughs> part of the schedule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <In> <laughs>
2: part of the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> in that first <laughs> meeting, the yeah. rabbi said to you, you yes. understand. Oh, you understand. what's going yeah. to be happening yeah. in Israel. Absolutely, 100%. You should ask Tony. I'm sorry for interrupting. You should ask Tony because he wasn't, unfortunately, able to be at John Jay last year. Cram Plaza two years ago. Ask him what he feels is the difference, maybe. Listeners can hear hear from Tony two years ago. Wow.
1: It's really an amazing difference because this is our place, and everyone in here is interested in one thing. Making aliyah. When you get to the Kron Plaza, nice hotel, there's a lot of people running around, but here it's open, it's mihubad, everyone's happy. You could see that people are eating lunch and having snacks. If you're walking garani, in here, you want to move you to walk, Israel. You, if you're walking in here, you feel like you're in Israel. You see that, you know, the first thing they do is there's coffee for you. Next thing you know, there's the Danish, then there's garinim. I mean, it's like everything's about food. And then you can get to the work later, but there's seminars and things that are really making people happy. So this is really an amazing place. I mean, once you walk in the door, you feel this is Israel and the family's ready to greet you and help you that's why I
0: love it a
2: professional Israel of course <laughs> yes a yeah, professional Israel.
1: Uh, I'm always amazed by the spirit
0: of Israel that you guys bring to uh, the United States both through this event and in general with the incredible work of Nefesh Benefesh and um, I wish you continued success more and more people should continue to move to Israel from North America and help build the future of Israel as more and more people realize that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel
2: not here. And we you, love New York. Thank and you. may You're you here. be best to continue to be that strong voice, that optimistic voice, the voice of hope and the voice of Zionist connection, and uh, reminding individuals to calibrate their Israel compass um, constantly. So uh, Someone you has to tell the
1: story. You're telling the story. There's a voice, and it's here at Nachum Siegel. I appreciate that. We
0: need Jewish leaders out there to, uh, to hop aboard and tell the same story. We're going to work on that. We'll work on that. We're one. working on that. Thank you, Tony. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for <laughs> having me and us and for doing this with us. It is the, uh, it is the Nahum Siegel Network, Jerusalem Post. Jerusalem Post has us on their, um, on their uh, Facebook page. And everybody out there, uh, either go to Jerusalem Post on Facebook or Nahum Siegel Network on Facebook and enjoy our presentation of the mega event here at um, uh, John Jay College in New York City. The mega event um, has become, as the gentleman who were, who were just with me, as the gentleman who were just with me um, um, mentioned, has become an incredible place to feel the spirit, the spirit and the joy and the excitement of the state of Israel. Not easy always to bring that to 59th Street in New York City, that spirit and joy, but somehow Nefesh Ben Nefesh is able to do it. Website has amazing information nbn.org.il. nbn.org.il. The website has amazing information. Go there and participate. And of course, the phone number 8664 Aliyah, 866, the number four, and then A L I Y A H. Noah Amuyal is with me. She is Senior Features Editor at the Jerusalem Post. Noah, shalom, shalom. Thank you, for me. you got it? oh There we go. A pleasure. Thank you for being here, and thank you to Jerusalem Post for giving us this amazing opportunity to be recognized by the world's most influential Israeli newspaper it is a tremendous thing for us, and I really I, a heartfelt thank you from me and from my entire team. Appreciate that. Are we? Uh, we're going to switch microphones, okay? Noah Bavakasha, let's try this one. And I'm sorry about that. Are we okay no there? Ah, oh, now we hear Are you we loud and clear. Thank Excellent. you very much again. We have a very special guest with us. The Consul General of Israel in New York is the Honorable Danny Dayan. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. I'm very glad to be here. I appreciate that. How has the first year and a half in your position
4: in New York gone so far? Hectic. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. As the city, as New York. Diverse as the city, hectic as the city, exciting as the city. I was in L.A.
0: last week, and I met your counterpart, the gentleman who serves as Consul General in Los Angeles. And I said, wow, you have it so easy here. The people are so relaxed. It's such a nice, warm atmosphere, both weather-wise and otherwise. And you, meanwhile, are dealing with us, the New Yorkers,
4: the very yeah. tough New York, and those who want to see progress constantly. No know <laughs> that. It's 24-7 work. Uh, and uh, But, you know, uh, there is a prerequisite to enjoy this position. Right, that's right. And sure. the prerequisite is to love juice. Unfortunately, I do love juice from all kinds and colors and denominations and uh, that makes my life much more easier. Uh, but I'm also, for instance, now I, I came to this event uh, directly from Albany where I participated in an Hispanic conference. Mm. So we reach out to, obviously, uh, uh, the Jewish community, but also to, to many other communities in the area we cover. Um, I believe that there is no more interesting, more exciting position in Israel's foreign service than they were well, those who
0: watch you, I think, would agree that, uh, that you certainly make it very exciting. It's wonderful how you represent the state of Israel. I'm going to turn to Noah in a moment. I just want to ask you the, uh, I mean, the big story, and, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not. I think you are aware that we are participating in the big Israel 70 celebration. Originally, we wanted to be in Israel on Yom Atzimut, April 19th, but now we are actually considering because the president of the United States might be in Israel on the secular anniversary of the 70th anniversary of Israel we are thinking of actually being there in May what are your impressions of
4: how the president has handled this whole embassy situation well you know uh, i th- we think that he handled it extremely well uh, i was asked many times between the in the 10 month between uh, 11 month between uh, January 20th the inauguration day and December 6th the day he announced I was asked countless times, tell me, by very worried persons, what will happen if he moves the embassy? And the in- their intention was that it's going to be violence and things like that. But my response was, the only thing that will happen is that the American embassy will be in Jerusalem, period. And uh, we see that uh, that situation, um, uh, I think, is... Uh, you know, uh, to move an embassy from uh, in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem should be as natural as... To move, <laughs> as to move a refrigerator from the bedroom to the kitchen. <laughs> it belongs to the kitchen. That's where it belongs And I'm very glad that uh, my newly acquired friend, the uh, president of Guatemala, announced that the Guatemalan embassy will be right. open two days later. I very had the privilege to meet him already twice during the last uh, weeks, the president Morales. Um, So we are very excited, yes, definitely. And other countries are hopping
0: aboard. Uh, Noah Amuyal is here from the Jerusalem Post. Noah Bakasha.
5: Yes, so as someone who made Aliyah yourself, what does it feel like when you see all these people, potential Olim, thou- thousands uh, coming here and thinking about making Aliyah just like you did?
4: Yeah, I did. Uh, I made Aliyah uh, long ago in 1971. You know, actually, we were, we were due to be the last Olim of 1970, mm-hmm. December 31st, but our flight was late, so we were the first <laughs> Olim in 1971, <laughs> in January 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not say which company we flew. <laughs> we'll keep that a secret. <laughs> and uh, uh, But, you know, I told now the Olim, the prospective Olim, I told them that uh, uh, they are going to switch from being just the audience to being mm-hmm. the protagonist of the most exciting adventure in the Jewish history, mm-hmm. the rebirth of Jewish sovereignty in our ancient land. I think one of the most uh, exciting adventures in human history, mm-hmm. uh, unparalleled. Uh, so, I think that's the main reason Jews should, should make Aliyah because, you know, seeing from afar uh, uh, this incredible endeavor, this incredible project of the rebirth of Jewish sovereignty and not being a protagonist, just audience, uh, for me is uh, 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 really missing something. Um, so, I'm very, I, I told the Nefesh of Nefesh guys that really I, I am their greatest admirer. Um, that uh, uh, I could miss a cultural event of Israel, a political event, an economic event. I will never miss this event. Hmm. For me, it's the, the most uh, uh, important event uh, in some sense in my year, except for his, for for sure the day in which I bid farewell to the Olim in, in JFK itself. Yeah. You were uh, moved to Israel to what city? You, where was the first place you lived well, in Israel? Well, uh, actually, um, we we lived for nine months in an absorption center in Bat Yam, mm. a suburb of Tel Aviv, and then we moved to Tel Aviv. Right, and that's where you and were. Later, we no, later I moved with my wife to Maale Shomron, a small community yeah. in Samaria
0: interesting so you could speak for both living in the big city and doing yeah. what some people are doing here going to places that don't have that many people yes, at this yes, point
4: yes you know when i came the first time I, when i came to where made i was 15 from buenos aires a very big city my parents told me we were going to live in uh, another big city, Tel Aviv. <laughs> but I must admit that Tel Aviv of the ni- early '70s was more more reminiscent of a shtetl than a <laughs> big city. <laughs> I believe that. Noah, I want more, shot <laughs> Yes.
5: So, uh, what what would you say to Olim? What advice would you give them if they want to become actual Tzabarim and feel like they can mesh in with Israeli society?
4: Well, uh, I must be sincere. I'm not sure you can be a Tzabar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that after uh, 40-something years in Israel, I feel myself a Tzabar. But I am glad that I have a Tzabar daughter and a Tzabar wife. So uh, uh, that's also important. Their, their children will be already uh, but. Uh, Look, I think uh, it's it's the, the 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 Israeli society is so forthcoming; is re- receives only with such open arms that I think that the, their experience will be really thrilling. Phenomenal. May I say uh, boa tarde. Buenas tardes. Buenas <laughs> <What is> tardes. <laughs> yes, I actually, I, I come here from an Hispanic event in, oh, that's funny. in, in Albany. So, your, your background so, came in yeah. very handy, huh? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, Argentina
0: yeah. is more Spanish or more Portuguese? No, Argentina is Spanish. It is, Spanish. is Portuguese. Oh, the president. Yes, so, you, yes. so, either way, you knew what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On behalf yeah. of the Jerusalem Post and the Nahop Single Network, to Darabah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you very, very much. Daddy Dayan, of course, the Consul General of the State of Israel here in New York.
5: Thank
0: you so much. Uh, Jerusalem Post has up uh, has us up, everybody, on their uh, Facebook page. If you go to Facebook.com, the Jerusalem Post Facebook page has uh, our feed from Nefesh Benefesh, from the mega event. And those of you out there who are uh, inclined to do so, if you're listening right now on our app or if you are um, on the website and you want to see what's happening, go to Jerusalem Post. Uh, Facebook page. Go to Nachum Single Network Facebook page, and you'll be able to uh, and you'll be able to um, to check out what's happening. Uh, uh, Esther is with us. Esther Lowy is with us, CEO and founder of Upround Ventures. That sounds very prominent. Welcome to the Nachum Siegel Network.
6: Thank you very much.
0: Great to have you here. Is this the first time you're at a mega event?
6: First time at a mega event. Are yes. you impressed? I am very impressed. I made Aliyah about 12 and a half years ago with Nefesh for Nefesh, but this time I'm actually participating and it's really quite a scene.
0: What is UpRound Ventures?
6: UpRound Ventures is a company I built um, a little over four years ago, which is focused on bringing the most relevant Israeli technologies into Asian markets, China, Hong Kong, Thailand, Vietnam, even markets that don't have diplomatic relations with us like Indonesia. There's a huge need for technologies to integrate so they become more attuned to their customers, to understand who their customers are. And we, of course, in Israel, I consider myself Israeli now as well as American, (laughs) have the really hard technologies, the IP. They have the market. And so there's an ideal, really, match. But it's understanding what are their pain points, how to work with them, and then, of course, telling them, well, you need us You You know, you got
0: got to give me a good example. When we think about um, this topic that you're bringing up, we Mm -hmm. think we think of Asian countries investing in Israel, right? This is different. This
6: is commercial, right? Investments are happening and they're actually growing, Um, but more and more. And I'm bringing the corporate side of things, the largest retail entities, e-commerce players, financial institutions. Look to Israel for
0: new technologies. They
6: are starved. They're um, very used to technologies that's more sort of consumer-facing. And what we bring to the table is what we call sort of the platform iOS-based, where we can apply a technology architecture to a variety of industries. Bottom line is they want to engage their customers, they want to retain their customers, they want to acquire new customers and we have the technology to help them deliver Would it that. be
0: safe to say they simply want a 2018 system? Would absolutely. That be, that's what they want. Absolutely. They want to be as uh, updated as possible absolutely, and do as much business as possible as their technological model will allow. Supposedly. And what's
6: interesting is we tend to see, think because America is very attuned to the startup nation and Europe but there's there's very little that they actually know about Israeli technology. They've heard about Waze and Mobileye, and everything else in between is kind of a blur. Right. So knowing even to that, us. So not so you. I, I mean us. Right. <laughs> well, I'm us and I'm you. So uh, I think I'm think i on both. Uh, so it's fascinating because it's we also have a lot of commonalities. The the Asian way of thinking, a family of education, right. is similar to Jewish, right. and so there's there's a commonality that, that I think they. Well you know the, the there's an understanding that they want to learn more and engage with us more
0: all right so you are then always looking for talent from the u s or not necessarily how do you grow this company with which um, with which people who well, are you looking for to come well, join you it's
6: really it's it's a you know we're a little United Nations in Israel, so on my team I've had people from Brazil from China from the United States um English is vital, so being a native English speaker, right. I just came from on a panel, we were talking about innovation, technology. Were there a lot of people? Uh, yeah, a fair amount, and we were competing with the ambassador, with the consul general, so, right. you know, thanks to all who came. Um, American know-how methodology of doing business um, can never be overstated. The mindset of growing from a small company to a large company, the management skills, uh, the international business, engagement, communications. These are not soft skills. These are vital skills for growing a business globally. So I think everyone here, as a professional, has something a huge asset, um, and and I, you know, it, it's really needed in Israel. So
0: you may have met some people today that could actually join a company like yours. Absolutely. You may have met them, uh, and we're and it's an impressive group, right? No matter where they are from around the world, it's amazing what some of these younger people like yourself know about technology and are able to bring to know, the table. But
6: you know I also believe, and I, I see it all over. Um, Israel, you know, it's not just the Mark Zuckerbergs when they were 20 starting Facebook. We have innovators and entrepreneurs in every generation. I was at an event that Deloitte Israel hosted um, a few nights ago in Tel Aviv. And I met the most engaging entrepreneur. He was in the 60s. He said, well, I worked for SAP for all these years in all corporate America. And I wanted to start my new, you know, adventure. Right. And I love that because innovation is in all of us. And I mentioned earlier, I can't take credit for this quote, but everyone who makes Aliyah is an entrepreneur. And so you already have that, you know, the qualities to embrace, you know, the new, to tackle the challenges, to, you know, not take no for an answer. So we all have it in us and it defies age and it defies background because we are Olim.
0: Were there older people in that seminar?
6: Uh, This afternoon, uh, there were a couple, you know, not spring chickens, but, (laughs) you
0: know. All right, so it's not exclusive to the young. Absolutely not. That's the point. No
6: way, no way.
0: (laughs) Which, of course, is something that most of us believe, so I'm glad you told us that. Absolutely not. not In fact, may I
6: ask one more thing? There is an Israeli entrepreneur who had an enormous exit um, from a fintech company, about a billion dollars, and he started an accelerator for people aged 40 and up in Israel, so I'm going to do a little promo for him because he understands, and he's in his late 50s, and he understood that talent comes from everywhere, every demographic, and don't limit it only to, you know, Interesting. a certain demographic.
0: All right. It's good to know. Yes. Uh, Esther Lowy CEO and founder of UpRound Ventures. Thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you very much. A pleasure. Continue to enjoy the mega. Thank you. It's got its own personality, the mega, known by one word. How many things, after all, are branded with one word, I ask you? But the mega is one of those things, and in fact is. Um, we are here at the Malcolm Siegel Network as we continue. I want to thank our friends at the Jerusalem Post who have made our broadcast available to their millions of followers. I'm not kidding. The Jerusalem Post, the world's most influential and important Israeli newspaper, has us aboard today, and it's an honor, a real honor, and I thank them very, very much. Laura Stadler is here. I'm told she's from Staten Island, New York. Is that accurate?
7: Yes, I am. Nice to meet you. Thank you.
0: I have a feeling we've met before.
7: I think, I don't know if I met you, but I've met your brother.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, well, is it time to move to Israel?
7: Yes, it is. It's time.
0: Never too late, as they say, huh?
7: Absolutely. As a retiree and having three children living there, it's never too late. Where
0: are they? In what cities?
7: Um, my daughter's in Modi'in. My other daughter is in Yerushalayim. And my son, who is living in my house, is Makaz um, Shapira, next to Kabbalah saint Oh,
0: so now uh, is that where you're going to be, I assume? Yes. Didn't have to make a decision which kids to be closest to because he, <laughs> he's there where you are, right? Simple as that. Uh, so when did you decide that this is it? It's time to uh, well, actually- <laughs> to move away from the U.S. and make the big move.
7: Actually, it's been in the making for a very long time. A good, a good 15, 16 years. And it's just the past year I said, okay, it's enough. I just got to go already.
0: Wow, interesting. Yeah. And what has this preparation been like? I assume, you know, you said this to yourself months ago. What's it been like over these few months?
7: Well, my kids there, they actually don't believe that I'm coming.
0: <laughs> Did they plan on being um, at the plane? <laughs> at least that, that, and they still don't believe you. It. <laughs> no,
7: it makes it easier that I have a house, and right. it's basically set up. And um, so it, it's a little bit easier for me because I really don't have to look for work.
0: Do you know what month you'll be uh, flying?
7: Uh, either at the end of June or July.
0: Right. And they will be at the airport to greet you.
7: I'm sure they will. be
0: a big celebration, oh, right? yes. Well, what would you say to those people who are watching and listening who might be, I don't know, in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and they're thinking about, hey, is this a good move for me to make? What could you say to them?
7: Get on that plane.
0: Simple as that.
7: Simple as that. And
0: Nefesh Benefesh makes it as Absolutely. easy as possible.
7: They make it as easy as the transition can be. Right. Simple yes. as
0: that. Uh, Laura Statler, thank you very much. You're very Staten welcome. Island will miss you, but Israel will be happy to see you come there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Laura Statler of Staten Island among the honorees. The honorees. Among the retirees. Yeah, I guess we could say honorees. Why not? Uh, for our purposes, she's an honoree today. Uh, among the retirees who are heading to Israel in the very near future. I am told it's time for a break. A good opportunity for me to thank the head of our technical staff. Uh, that would be ZK. And the head of our production staff, that would be Yoni Pollock. For their efforts today. And a big, big thank you to the Jerusalem Post. Thank you, Jerusalem Post. An honor to have uh, uh, our um, uh, webcast on your page being featured uh, for your millions of followers. And I thank you very, very much for that. Everybody at the Jerusalem Post, go to jpost.com on the web. And, of course, the Jerusalem Post page on Facebook. And um, I want to thank Daphna. Daphna has been a tremendous help to us as well. In preparing today's show, and we thank you very, very much. More coming up, you're listening to the Malcolm Siegel Network.
8: Been a lot of places, I've been all around the world, seen a lot of faces, you never know. you belong
0: played songs on the Nahum single Network we determined last week. That's Home by the uh, Maccabees. One of the reasons we always play it is because they talk about our ultimate home. And, of course, that is the State of Israel. You see the flyer in my hand? This is what's happening right now. It's the Mega Event. That's how we know it now. We know it as the Mega. We used to know it as the Nefesh Benefesh Mega Event. And all of a sudden, over the last couple of years, it's transformed into its own one-word reference, the Mega. And the Mega this year, right now at John Jay College, where we are, features all these seminars all the information you can imagine, all these vendors that are here on the back of the booklet, and there's there are so many people here who are thinking of moving to Israel, or have already made the decision to move to Israel, and they're getting more and more information throughout the day here at John Jay College. Yoni Halper is here in our mobile studio. Yoni, hey. welcome to the Malcolm Single Network. Welcome. Thank you. Wave to the camera. Why not? Where are you from? Uh, we live in Muncie, New York. <laughs> I've heard of Muncie. Yeah, it's a nice. Place. A lot of snow there last week. I was told.
9: Yes. Reason number three hundred and twelve. was uh, <laughs> Miguel,
0: You know. You know. We were stuck in a blizzard in Israel. I'm just telling all you. Right, right. <laughs> well. That's a famous NSN story. But all right, it's not for now. All right. You going from Muncie? When did you make this decision? Oh, we made it maybe about a year, year and a half ago. All right, And you always were targeting this summer? How, how did you uh, plan it, this thing
9: out? It, we planned it out just because we knew there's certain things we had to get our ducks in a row. My eldest daughter is in eighth grade. We'll be going into ninth grade. It's like basically a transition year. Right. And so we thought um, if we're going to do it, we do it now. Do you know what city you're going to be living in? Yeah, we're going to be living in the Beit Chemish area. Our all kids right. checked out the schools
0: in the area. We loved it, and uh, that was that. And how are they dealing with all this as we, this gets closer and closer?
9: Yeah, that's the, usually the... A sixty-four thousand dollar question. Um, the reality is that we made them really part of the process. Like we we went for three weeks, and the kids checked out each kid um, checked out different schools. Nice. Um, we went into different neighborhoods, asked them what they liked, what they didn't like, and back and forth. So they've been really part of the process. So it's
0: not like you're gonna like it, you're gonna do it, <laughs> you're gonna eat it. Uh, it was you mean less, that old system doesn't work? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should have gone that route. But no, it sounds like you're doing a good yeah, job. What you. line of work are you
9: in? Uh, I own a consulting firm. Uh, are you
0: able to continue to do that in Israel?
9: Yes, indeed. Uh, that's also part of the. A lot of travel
0: or not so much travel?
9: Um, most of my work is done by video conference and, mm. an, and like kind of online project management system. So I, they, my clients don't see me on a regular basis as is. They right. see me every couple of months maybe. So I'll go do the commute back and forth every eight weeks or so. When necessary. Yeah.
3: Very cool. Yeah. Boy,
0: oh boy. Sounds like you got everything well said. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't- <laughs> we'll see if you're fooling yourself I'm, or not. I'm <laughs> eyes wide open. I, I know nothing's as simple, but yes. <laughs> Uh, was today extra helpful for you? You've been in this process so long, and the family's really into it. Was today, you know, was today necessary for you? Some some of the stuff that we learned today was
9: reassuring, so it was kind of reinforced some of our things that we thought, and other things were um, things that we're now dealing with, like Lyft and things that are you know right. you only really deal with in the eleventh hour. Um, and now that we're in that realm, we're talking different companies there, and other things, taxes for commuters. Obviously, that's very hyper specific for right. me. Um, so things like that have been very valuable, and it also gives my kids an opportunity to be here with see other families and other kids, so the emotional component of that
0: I think is valuable too. Have they met anyone before today in the process, kids in the process, other people in your neighborhood maybe, or others that may be considering this?
9: So yeah, they, my kids um, go to a, a very, like, zi- zion school, some of the, my kids have had kids who've left the school mm-hmm. and moved, made Aliyah. Um, we have some relatives, my oldest daughter's already WhatsApping with uh, some Israeli cousins and, and some friends on that side. Um, but um, you know, we, we're making sure that they that they don't feel like they're alone in this process. As as a kid, you know, they should have some peers that they know on that side.
0: I, I guess you don't have a point of reference because you weren't trying to make Aliyah fifteen years ago. But could you describe the way that Nefesh Nevish, you know, walks this process with you? Oh, I mean,
9: it, it's it's so it's so. Um, so thorough that I wonder how it was when we didn't have those resources available. We, c- <laughs> we can get people out to talk about that. <laughs> but it, no, it's remarkable, because I mean, aside from like the static articles you can read about everything throughout the entire process, is just knowing that you have a designated person you can talk to, and even if they're not the expert in everything, they don't have to be the expert in everything. They can point you in the right direction so that you are talking to the right person for whatever you're looking for. So just knowing that you have somebody you can call and speak to um, and address whatever concerns you may have that are very specific to you is valuable. Um, and then there's just other, you know, the kind of the other benefits that you have um, just, you know, making the process smoother and
0: easier. Um,
9: right. You know, they, they've learned from just years of doing it.
0: Uh, I am told two things about you by my staff. Uh-oh. Number one, you're a fundraising consultant.
9: Yeah, you kind of buried the lead on that one. So we'll
0: give you, we'll <laughs> give you a little shout out, those who are uh, interested in uh, increasing their fundraising for their organization. Thank you. You're one of the people I can consult with, right? Yes, indeed. And I'm also told that unfortunately you're a big New England Patriots fan. Oh no! Is, so. that, is that a point of contention between us? Well, it's definitely a point of contention. I'm glad to say that uh, they are not world champions.
9: But, yes, uh, indeed. <laughs> oh, we'll have to live with the five Super Bowl rings that we have.
0: Ooh! They always have a way of getting us Jet fans. They always have a way of doing <laughs> it. Oh, oh, Jets fan! Oh, yes. I'm
9: more sorry. <laughs> what do you expect?
0: A pleasure. Good luck thank to you. Thank you very much, for having me. And we hope to see you in Israel. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll be on the other oh, end, end or on the flight itself. It Who knows? You never know. But you us, very, you never know. Thank you very much, Yoni he's a, uh, he's a uh, gentleman from Muncie, New York, who's ready to head to Israel this summer with his family. His uh, Aliyah journey would not be possible without this man, because he, after all, is the director of North American Aliyah. Oh, no, 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 director of pre aliyah What do we call you officially? One of those? Well, it sounds good to me. <laughs> We're going to make him both the director of North American Aliyah and the director of pre aliyah Mark Rosenberg is with me. Those of you who have uh, logged on to the Jerusalem Post page, you may not have ever seen Mark before. This is him. This is him in the flesh. He's one of those people that's one of my favorite guests, frankly. And Thanks, it's Mark. great to welcome you it's here. It's great
10: to be here. My father always said I had a face for radio, <laughs> so it's great to be both on the radio with a digital Speaking camera. of true statements, when this gentleman was just on, I, was, I
0: started asking him about the differences in the Aliyah process. Obviously, he couldn't address what was going on 15 years ago. But I said to myself, you know, one of the biggest differences might be that today when you ask someone from Nefesh, from nefesh for information regarding something to do with Aliyah, they give you accurate information. So you know, Back then, you, you didn't know who to believe. You didn't know if you were getting the right piece of advice or the right piece of information. Today, at least you know you're getting the right piece of information from somebody who knows. It's you know? true.
10: Maybe uh, one of our big efforts was to get rid of the phrase, yeah, beseder. Like, <laughs> right. oh, when you get it, you'll find out. No, we want people to be informed before they uh, before they make their tickets to Israel. We want them to be in control of the decision and without
0: surprises. One of the reasons, by the way, that NBN has a, thank God, a, a potent and large staff because there are so many different specialties that have to be dealt with and specific questions that each one of your staff members will uh, research. They'll get back to them with the accurate answer, etc., etc. It's one of the it's one of the reasons why it's good that there's micromanagement in Nefesh Benefesh. Sure, sure.
10: It's I mean, the, the expertise is needed on uh, almost every stage of the process, pre, post, and obviously even during the flight. Uh, right. you've, you've witnessed that firsthand, the intricacies of the details that can go right or go wrong. Um, but also it's the holistic approach. When Rabbi Fass um, started this organization, he saw it as a, not just uh, getting people to the destination. We're not just trying to get people to the airport. That's not our goal. Uh, we want to make sure that when they get home and when they get settled and months later. And years later, that uh, it's as smooth as possible. And therefore, our staff really works in that holistic manner. So, it's, 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 we hold each other's hand to make sure that we're not, you know, we're, we're setting the touchdown up. It's a quarterback, a wide receiver connection. Right. We want to make sure that, I guess, in that metaphor, that Ole is the ball, which might not be a great thing, but <laughs> it's, the idea is that to score that touchdown, you really need to be coordinated to make sure that it's going, really going to be a successful operation. How many years are you with Nevis? Nine years.
0: So do you know or do you remember Olim from nine years ago who in fact would attest to the fact that the organization has been in touch with them since the beginning of the process? I think
10: for sure. I mean, I remember nine years ago we came to New York to, uh, the I think it was the Crown Plaza in Times Square right. for an event and we were very excited that we had like 250, 300 people out for this event right. and to, to see the, the growth in a, a Sunday morning here in, in uh, Manhattan that we're, we're talking about <laughs> 1,350 people to see that type of growth is amazing. Were there in fact already 1,300? Yes. I, it's, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, right now the young professionals start to come in, right. and uh, there's there's uh, a lot of activity that's going on in the sessions around. For me, I mean, my pr- first-hand experience is I did not have the pleasure of making Aliyah with uh, with Nefish Ben Right. Um, and therefore, the first-hand uh, bumps and bruises that I had coming through the airport and the right—you're the guy the to talk bank. to. You're the guy who could tell us what that was bank. like. The yeah. bank and getting the driver's license—all those things—which was just an unknown expectation-wise—was um, was, uh, was there were obstacles. It was well, just, I was told it was,
0: the bank, post office, and DMV in Israel among the most cooperative. That's what I was um, told. now, not no, now, now. I'm kidding. Even now, I'm kidding. I mean, I have oh, a, it's it's a, much harder, now? I have a harder
10: time with the DMV in New Jersey <laughs> than I do in Israel. That's good to know. It's good. It's bad. My home state, New Jersey. I understand that, but still, it's
0: very good that Israel's gotten to this point. I mean, it's, but it's also where you don't waste an entire day. Correct, at the most but it's always. also
10: a product of the technology leaps that the, that we've made. I mean, uh, the fact that uh, we have a website that has a library of, of right. articles was not available before in 15 years ago uh, when Nefesh B'Nefesh started or when I came. Um, and the fact is the same thing that you go to the DMU website in Israel, they'll be able to say, "Oh, you can send this form in and download it." So naturally, part of its, I think, its progress. But we've seen, I think, that one of the things, the most amazing contributions that Nefesh Benefesh has made um, is really to see the influence it has over the government organizations. They, they come to on the, our flights, they come to our events, and they're like, oh, wait, oh, we can learn how to do that. Oh, we can we can take that tip of customer service. And to see that, is, is, it makes us like very proud that we're helping shape um, you know, some government policies. We have a
0: member of Knesset joining us later, mm-hmm. and I was seriously thinking over the weekend if I should bring up that topic, that, you know, government can and already has learned a lot from you guys about Mm Certain areas. Of that's the with intersection.
10: People. I think that's what's healthy about the not-for-profits. I mean, anyone who has the experience, they see that the not-for-profits work with the government. The, the, right. you know, and those sectors. The reason we're invested in by the government is that we have that value added, and sometimes the best practices naturally trickle down. Um, and you see the uh, <laughs> the absorption of immigrants from other countries are using tablets now, and they're they're using the right. a, a concerted database to, to track that. Um, and that's it, wonderful. It's, it's 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 something that's good for Am Israel. It's good for the state of Israel. Um, so it's, it's it's, a, it's an incredible and humbling contribution to make.
0: Mark Rosenberg with us. Welcome those of you watching at the Jerusalem Post page and of course, Nachum Siegel Network. Um, earlier I spoke to Tony Gelbart and Rabbi Yoshua Fass and uh, I said to them that the, uh, I mean, it's an, it's an amazing phenomenon, coincidence, benefit, call it whatever you want, that as these 15 years have progressed, look where Israel has gotten. They're number one in so many different areas of the world. I always joke only... Half jokingly, frankly, that every time now that Prime Minister Netanyahu speaks, he's basically saying, he's no longer saying to the world, Oh, Iran's trying to destroy us. Mm-hmm. Now his new message is, Hop aboard because we are number one and the train is leaving the station. And if you're not with us, you're going you're gonna to miss a whole lot by not And look what's happening. Look what's happening. So this whole spirit, this whole incredible, you know, everyone loves to be number one, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sports, everyone wants to be number one. It's like it's an amazing benefit of the last decade that Israel has gotten to this position and sort of like post-Six-Day War spirit now has this incredible emotion that's going through the entire Jewish people around the world. And I believe it's one of the reasons why we still see this incredible. Domino effect of Aliyah.
10: So it's it's a it's a wonderful thing to think about. I, I, I don't know. I think it was timing. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not sure that when Tony Garber and Robbie Fass right. had this idea <laughs> they that it. they 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 read the tea leaves to realize, wow, the economics are going to turn, the dot com bubble is going to start. But what happened is, I think that I I do give them credit for it when they when they cleverly understood that the, there was a change in Aliyah and the Aliyah was about choices, and we have to relate to, pe- to people differently because there's wonderful communities around the world wonderful Jewish communities and they people or there's something a draw to Israel I think coincided with the new era of Zionism whether it was the, 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 gone is the um, you know checkbook Zionism or that you know we're sorry for Israel or the six day war Zionism but there's a, a recognition or relationship to Israel that has matured and now that and, and we see it's difficult for people today to realize that well Israel is a strong economy that I'm using all these applications that I got in Israel and, and no longer I go to Israel I don't have to worry about what cell phone I'm going to use I can use my same cell phone and now I can go to Airbnb to get places. Apartments. I don't have to go to the Inbal or the L'Arôme like I used to. And there's this, there's, there's a different experience to Israel. And and I think that what we're seeing now is lots of great conversations about Israel identity in the diaspora, in New York, and in the greater community about how to relate to Israel. But precisely, I think the olim that have come to Israel have brought that spirit. And they're reflecting this, um, this, this connectivity, which is so different than the olim that came beforehand. I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again. My wife's family came in 1987. Right. If you were a North American family that came in 87, there was a 60, 65 percent, you'd be out of Israel within two years. Inflation was difficult. It was a lot of bureaucracy. I mean, it was a an very unpleasant process. Th- also. It was an unpleasant process. It was very, very difficult. And we're proud that we're at like 90% of our leum are still in Israel three years later. That we're we're pushing that and they're coming with proper expectations. But the influence they're having is this new chapter of Israel's history that thinks about where Israel's gone in 70 years, but just in the past 10 years. And I think that's what's um, that's what's really remarkable. And to see it's very, very humbling. And we have an awards uh, ceremony coming up just in a few months, the Bonay in Awards, mm-hmm. to see the influence that 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 individual Olim have had to come to Israel and what they've done to change slightly to a large impact to the educational system to actually get involved in politics and then to have an influence on laws that change uh, Israeli policy to you know to step forward and start an organization that's going to fill a fill a gap that's there it's very, very humbling, and it's even more humbling to look around this room and to see the, the thousands of people here and say that I mean, some of these people are not just becoming to participate in that story, but they're going to have an uh, uh, over-representative influence on it as well. You know, we no longer call it the mega event.
0: We just call it the mega. Oh, the me- <laughs> You know that now it's got its own one-word personality, its own one-word brand. That's how big this thing has gotten. Nachman, you know how to say it in Hebrew, of course. How do you say mega? Mega. <laughs> mega. What? Mem Gimel one. Mem Gimel Aleph? Aleph, I guess. Mega.
10: And this is how it's known. Now yeah. you know this has become its own Omega. Very, very special. Omega. Omega, exactly. Isn't it amazing? So it's, it, and it's, it's, again, it's really amazing. And I, I thank everyone who's involved today. And, and uh, people were here up quite early. Some people were here through the night, the, the logistics staff to really put this together. Um, and it's, uh, it's really uh, wonderful to be part of a small part of a big dream. You met a lot of people today, huh? I said a lot of the same things over and over again. <laughs> yeah,
1: I can imagine.
10: And a lot of people who want to live in Israel—they know the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel, Mark Rosenberg. It's, uh, living, living that dream is uh, really a great privilege, and to see, to see that it's really um, something that is uh, possible—not um, always perfect. Right. I think there's a difference between sometimes people are waiting for perfection or that right time. But I think that when you when you really want to investigate, it, and that's my 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 invitation always is to say that. Um, don't just make it a conversation, investigate it, wonder uh, and speak to professionals to see if it's something that can happen in the year in five years, 10 years, 15 years um, because there's just wonderful things that you could do that can make it much more possible. Your enthusiasm and your
0: practicality are both infectious, and I thank you as usual. A pleasure, a pleasure. say totally hi to well our friends
10: at the Jerusalem Post. Jerusalem Post I've still best, uh, most popular read uh, most a, most influential
0: Israeli newspaper in the world in the world. and the, and let me tell them this is Mark Rosenberg. <laughs> There you go. Thank you, Mark. Wonderful. Have a great day. A pleasure. We're at the mega, everybody. We're at the mega, having a blast, and uh, most importantly, uh, finding out more and more about why people want to make Aliyah. Those of you who thought, those of you who consider, when is this Aliyah boom going to end? When is the entire Aliyah uh, acceleration going to come to a uh, going to come to a bit of a halt? And the answer is, doesn't seem to be happening at all. Come to the mega and you'll see exactly what we mean. We'll go to this. More coming up. You're listening to the Nahum Segal Network. A big thank you to our friends at the Jerusalem Post.
11: Open my lips to sing your praise. My heart to feel the joy. Let me have the gift for which I'm yearning. Another night In Israel Desert flowers Blooming in the spring The grapes upon the vine Let me walk the beaches In the moonlight Let me fall in love In Israel Wherever you A day of plowshares from our souls. A time to mend, a time to gather stones, a time for peace in Israel. Let me hear the voice of bride and groom, of laughter this. in the streets. Answer THE PRAYERS OF OUR CHILDREN SO THEY NEED NOT FEAR IN ISRAEL
0: All right, it's Anaheim Single Network, and uh, I want to thank our friends at the Jerusalem Post. The Jerusalem Post has taken the initiative, and we thank them, of including us uh, on their Facebook page for their millions of followers uh, throughout this uh, day, and I thank them very, very much. Jerusalem Post, Israel's most influential, most important uh, newspaper, and I thank them very, very much. A big thank you to Daphna Farkas. Thank you, Daphna, for all your help, and <laughs> always appreciated. Um, And, of course, the ZK and Yoni and everybody behind the scenes. We will continue with more. Hour number two of our mega cast coming up. Hour number two of our mega cast is coming up. Keep it here at the Nachum Segal Network at the Jerusalem Post. And, of course, uh, we'll have plenty of guests between now and 3 p.m. Eastern time coming up at the Nachum Segal Network. It's the Single Network. Well, I want to thank uh, everybody who's tuned in. Big thank you to Jerusalem Post for putting us on their uh, Facebook page because we have, um, we have people who are watching us now from, in addition to uh, the United States and Israel, Rio, Paris, Hawaii, India, Helsinki, Tanzania, Ghana, Dominican Republic, Ireland. We also have the uh, – we also have the um, – a Katzman family tuned in, including Nechama, and Yonatan, and Sivia, and Panina, Tadaraba. also want to thank those who ran the Jerusalem Marathon for all their amazing efforts this past Friday. And it is with great pleasure that we rem- that we welcome a member of the Israeli Knesset, from Israel's Labor Party, Secretary General of the Labor Party, and the Deputy Speaker of the Knesset, I refer to the Honorable Member of Knesset Chilik Bar Shalom Shalom. shalom Welcome, shalom. thank you very much. Welcome to New York. What's uh, your impression of the mega
12: event? I'm actually uh, even more than New York itself, because I know New York <laughs> and it's amazing. But to see all the um, Jewish people coming here, examining the option to uh, make aliyah to Israel, live a very comfortable life. Uh, and coming to Israel with all the difficulties that they have with language and the, and the culture, because of pure Zionism and careness about uh, Israel, this is something that excites me. I'm, I'm here for the first time uh, in Nefesh B'Nefesh in New York. I know their activity in Israel, right. you know, the airports, but this is truly amazing. Um, can I assume that the
0: topic of Aliyah is a uh, a, a, a multilateral uh, topic? Topic in the Knesset, one that everybody agrees on, one that everybody would love to see increase as much as
12: possible. No, no, of course. As you know, we at the Knesset are arguing about almost everything, but I think there is <laughs> few things that are in consensus, and this is uh, um, uh, to uh, increase Aliyah, to encourage Aliyah, to hug our Olim, both from left from right. You know, we're first all uh, Israelis and Jews, and we care about our people, whether they will be in the diaspora or in Israel. And this is why we in the Labour Party together with Likud and Jewish Home and whatever, merits you know, we care about this amazing uh, uh, Aliyah process about what they are uh, facing while they're in Israel and before they're coming to Israel. But mainly, again, uh, after they're coming to Israel, we want them to feel at home. We want them to know that they have an address uh, to ask anything they want to. Uh, help them with the challenges and difficulties, and this is definitely a consensus all over the house. uh,
0: member of Knesset, Chilik Bar, is with us. There's no question that Nefesh Ben Nefesh has helped ease that process and help people really uh, uh, make Aliyah, move to Israel in an easier fashion, thank God. Uh, Earlier, someone suggested that there's a lot to be learned from them as an organization. Do you think there are technological advances and things that they do when it comes to dealing with the government that you, the Knesset, and other government officials have learned from that have been able to implement because of them?
12: The, the answer is yes, definitely. From the couple of hours that I'm here, uh, going around between the uh, different places uh, and advisors, I can see that they are saving. You know, one of the biggest problems in Israel is bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. And here they are saving months of bureaucracy. I went just to the um, medical uh, people that want, doctors and nurses that wants to uh, make Aliyah to Israel. And I understood that they are saving between six months to one year of bureaucracy. Which means if they wouldn't be here in, the, in this conference and they were going to Israel without Nefesh benefit, they would probably face a lot of other bureaucracies. So uh, I think that the Israeli government and Knesset can definitely learn from uh, Nefesh benefit of how to be very efficient, uh, how to be uh, very clear about what you want, what if the needs of people, and this is uh, something to salute for, uh, to Nefesh Benefesh.
0: Now, tell me about the Knesset. You said a moment ago that, you know, you argue about a lot of things there. How, how can we get people to get
12: along better <laughs> over there in the Knesset? Well, <laughs> as the Deputy Speaker of the House, you know, I'm running the, the plenary uh, once, twice uh, a, a week, right at least. You know, the Knesset is very, I'm proud of it, it's very diverse. We have Jews, we have Arabs, we have right-wingers, left-wingers, um, extremists from both sides, everybody has his own wishes and wills. Uh, And you have to, uh, part of being a democracy is have to uh, answer the needs uh, and the aspirations and meet the aspirations of most of the citizens or all of the citizens of Israel. And we're not alike, uh, all of us, uh, also between uh, the Jews. So I think that the challenge that Israel is facing and actually dealing with successfully for the last 70 years, soon we are celebrating Yom HaTzmod, is actually to make most of us or all of us uh, feel at home. Of course, there are people who are and not feeling at home. I'm talking about mainly maybe the minority, the Arab-Palestinian minority. But, you know, I think that even in this, Israel have a lot to uh, be proud of because the Arabs in Israel are definitely uh, living in a safe place that treats them uh, more or less equally, and I'm very proud of it. Did you enjoy Vice President Pence's presentation at the Knesset? Absolutely. You did like it. I was there uh, during his whole speech. He gave one of the marvelous and amazing and powerful speeches. I think that we cannot find... A better friends of Israel than uh, deputy uh, than vice president uh, Pence. You I know, some to, people yeah. were joking he was the biggest Zionist in that room. You know that that was a joke. Uh, uh, you, know? <laughs> you know, every joke have some <laughs> a uh, bit of <laughs> truth. Huh? No, actually, he gave a very Zionist, a very very pro-Israel. Um, a speech by the way he even talked about uh, things that we in the opposition uh, cares about about the, the need to have peace with the palestinians and peace among ourselves i th- i agreed to every single word of his uh, speech i salute him for his speech uh the prime minister you know what's going on uh, the media is not letting up on him uh,
0: at some point i guess you know all this will either come to a head or disappear what do you think
12: oh it's not only the media i mean he have uh, four big cases that uh, he's investigated and ev- as every other citizen of Israel the, the prime minister the president the mks are not above the law so what he's truly facing is these four um, uh, uh, cases of investigation on corruption bribe. i wish him as um, even if i'm not from his party i wish him as a citizen to to to, to clear everything and to be clean But he has to face this and he has to uh, prove whether he is innocent or he did something wrong and then should uh, go home. We will know, I guess, just in the next six to nine months uh, what the legal advisor of the government is recommending to do with uh, the cases of Prime Minister Netanyahu. Right now it looks like with some uh, cases he will go out uh, easily. Uh, On on other, uh, it's more difficult. Are you happy with the Labour Party leadership now in the Knesset? Uh, yeah, well, we have an amazing um, uh, list. We have an amazing 24 uh, people who are legislating on the most important issues for the Israeli society. Uh, we have a challenge now. We have a new chairman, Avi Gabay. He started with a big, uh, you know... A splash, as we call uh, it. a splash. Uh, and now we're uh, challenging uh, We're challenging some problems. Some of our base left us because they thought Avi Gabay uh, turned too much to the right wing. Now our challenge is to take them back from Yair Lapid where they are parking right now. But I hope that they are only parking there and when we will um, make his leadership and our agenda much clearer, they will get back home because I believe that the Labour Party is the only a true uh, alternative to Likud. No other middle fashion party like would love to visit you in the Knesset one day. You are more than welcome. I, I will that. leave you my details. And Thank as you. Deputy Speaker, I promise you to treat you very well when you're coming Thank to you. the I Knesset. I want the Pence type of reception, if you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, you will have to talk with Netanyahu. It's not for me, or at least with my boss, uh, the, the Speaker uh, Edelstein. But I'm sure that you will enjoy uh, your visit in the Knesset. I
0: appreciate it. A uh, member of Knesset, Chilik Bar, you're at the mega event, and it's quite an event, Absolutely. huh? Absolutely. Again, Nefesh ben Nefesh. I, I
12: salute Nefesh, ben Nefesh and I hope that we'll continue to do good things for Am Thank you. Tadarabha.
0: Tadarabha. Amen, amen. amen. There he is, member of Knesset, Chilik Bar. Very glad we spoke with him because uh, it's nice to get a perspective of somebody who appreciates, from the government of Israel, Tadaraba, from the, someone from the government of Israel who appreciates the work of Nefesh Benefesh and certainly speaks in a very calm and understated manner, which is appreciated by members of Knesset. And I am told that um, uh, Zohar Vlowski, am I correct? Yes. Zohar Vlosky is with us in our makeshift, or I should say, our mobile studio here at John Jay College in New York City. He is a representative and educational emissary of JNF KKL. We know it as the Jewish National Fund, Karen Kayamet Lee Israel. Uh, you are a representative to the state of Florida. Shalom, shalom. Welcome to New York City. Shalom and welcome. I am fascinated by the incredible cooperation between Nefesh B'Nefesh and JNF. It, and it goes from the top down. And you know that it is not always easy for Jewish organizations to get along. And it's not always easy to do things in a smooth fashion and to really accomplish things. I'm, rem, I'm, I'm amazed at the accomplishments of these two together.
13: Thank you for your uh, great uh, question. Uh, first, I'm very happy to be here as, uh, and to represent uh, KKL JNF. It's very, uh, very clear why. Because uh, more than 115 years ago, when the Kiren Kayyem Le Israel Jewish National Fund was established as a Jewish organization, and buy the land, and then plant the trees, and then build communities, and then build the state of Israel. And uh, till from, from uh, the past, uh, during uh, currently and uh, during the future, we involve a lot with the Negev and Galilee, to bring a lot of people right. uh, uh, to live there. It's not only uh, to open a road, to open a, a, a route to come. Uh, you must involve with all the life. It's um, and to uh, 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 support and to empower the communities with quality life. Quality life. It's not only. Uh, uh, settlement, it's not only villages, uh, you must uh, build a medical center, right. you must build synagogues. Uh, JCC, in Israel it's matnasim. Right. Uh, you must support a water solution and uh, give the opportunity, uh, uh, especially in the Negev, to uh, 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 to make the desert bloom, uh, to uh, develop a, a R&D and agriculture and a lot a lot a lot of project that we involve yeah, so in you, the end of the day yeah. we are Zionist organization yeah. and we realize it day by day
0: but you, what you just pointed out is so important every one of these things JNF Karen Kayama took on as projects from the very beginning when these were when these were just concepts and they saw them through and i guess with that in mind it's not a big stretch to think that they would join with the largest Aliyah vendor, so to
13: speak, to, to do what's possible to
0: enhance that whole experience.
13: To realize it, okay, and to bring a people to the Negev. How we can bring people to the Negev? We need to bring the Israel society, the people from the Israel society, but also new immigrants. It's right. amazing, un, un, unbelievable to bring and to make the Zionist double and triple time your uh, zionist dream. When you come to the Negev and make the desert bloom, and you are part. So there are a lot of English speakers north and south at this point. Yes, but uh, (laughs) I think this it's it's not enough. Not enough, right? I know. We we always need more. uh, Here we have a potential, and we have a great opportunity to work together with nefesh ben nefesh to support them and to help them. Like go beyond, go beyond zinuk baliya. Wow, it's amazing. To bring, uh, uh, during the last uh, uh, 2017, more than 700 people to the Negev. Right. Only during half a year. Right. It's only the beginning. But uh, I think that uh, we uh, can achieve all our goals together uh, with Nefesh Benefesh Nefesh, with the Zionist activity day by day.
0: Uh, you're an emissary to Florida. We know, we see it on a general basis. The enthusiasm, thank God, that New York and New Jersey's Jewish communities have when it comes to Aliyah. What's it like in Florida? Is there a big groundswell of an Aliyah feeling?
13: Uh, yes, but a little bit. Because Florida, someone uh, told me that it's near heaven. <laughs> I try to find where is exactly the heaven in Florida area. But sometimes you understand why people uh, don't like to make Aliyah from Florida. But they like so much Israel. We have uh, a lot of goal, uh, goals to achieve in Florida area, but we need to work. We need to work hard and deeply to, uh, uh, to arrive, especially to the youth, to all the communities. And when you come in, uh, I think that the next goal is to bring them to Israel to see right. by, by uh, their uh, eyes, how is Israel today, what's happened today. A lot of people love Israel but actually don't know what's happened today and day by day. It's Mm. not uh, to read by press, by uh, the social media. They have to see it. To come, of course. And then after they will feel, they will see, they will come. And hopefully uh, we need to bring more people from Florida area.
0: Zohar, where are you from originally?
13: Sharitikva, from Israel.
0: Yes. You're you're the real deal, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In the center
13: of Israel, community community village. It's an amazing, amazing uh, place. Uh, I love it so much. And now I came uh, to Florida uh, to represent KKLJNF right. and to connect to the state of Israel by uh, our programs. And we have a lot, a lot education program, uh, a lot, a lot of uh, missions to Israel. And this is uh, our goal. Include Alexander Moss High School. And Alexander Moss High School, for example. In Israel. In Israel. Yeah. But bring students from to the spend state. a the year there. Spend not not a year, semester, right? Semester right. include general studies right. and to feel Israel and to live in Israel in all. their was one of JNF's
0: best projects, frankly. Yes, it's amazing. Yes, its leadership yes. is amazing. The kids all gain from it, and I would bet the majority of them end up living in Israel yeah. at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it really is amazing, as you say. Go experience it on your own, and chances are you will end up in Israel yes. at some point, which is so wonderful. In,
13: in Alexander Moss, for example, right. the classroom it's more than the campus is a lovely campus in order Sharon. All the classes are actually in all Israel. When you uh, do uh, miyam Yam from uh, Mediterranean Sea to uh, the Sea of Galilee and uh, make Shabbat in uh, kibbutz in uh, northern Israel, of course, holiday, celebrate holiday in Jerusalem and go to the Dead Sea. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: you go to school there, you're not going to be restricted to the building. Yeah. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll be all over the country. Simple as that. Yes, uh, today's absolutely. the mega. Is this the first time you're in New York for this? Yes, first time. So it's impressive, though.
13: Yes. No? It's very, very impressive, very excited. And uh, I uh, wish all of us uh, a lot of, lot of uh, success uh, to, to uh, achieve all our goals and more and more people to come to Israel to make Aliyah and to, to, uh, to live and to feel that Israel, it's uh, their homeland not as a slogan and to make it uh, happen as a reality.
0: Uh, Amen to that. Yes. Zohar Vlosky. JNF, Karen Kayemet, now representing uh, them in Florida. C- a continued success. Kolakavod, thank you for joining thank me
13: you. today. Toda Rabah.
0: A pleasure to meet you. Toda. More coming up as we continue here with the Jerusalem Post. I want to thank the Jerusalem Post, Israel's most influential and important newspaper, for uh, featuring us on their, um, on their Facebook page. Uh, thank you, Jerusalem Post. Go to jpost.com for information and, of course, uh, subscribe to the Jerusalem Post. They, they reached out and I thank them. They reached out to include our content in their amazing uh, reach to the community. They have millions of followers. I'm not kidding. They have millions of followers. And I thank uh, Noah and Reut and everybody who's worked so hard to make sure this partnership works. And it's much appreciated. Ellie Bialik is here. Speaking of uh, Nefesh Benefesh and Karen Kayemet Lee Israel. The Go Beyond Project is one that we admire tremendously, and we get to explore it in even further detail now. Uh, Eli is uh, director of Go Beyond, and he is here at the Mega event. Shalom, welcome to the show.
14: Shalom uvracha.
0: A pleasure to have you here. Is this the first time you're at the Mega? I know it's you've been here before. Sure. It's a Mega. It's got its own. It's got its own brand. Its own verb. Its own noun, I should say. It's the Mega. That's how we know it. It's amazing. Every single year now, Nefesh Benevich brings this to New York and New Jersey. Are you finding that residents of New York and New Jersey are willing to go beyond?
14: Absolutely. In fact, we saw in 2017 that 20% of North American aliyah is making aliyah to the north and the south of Israel.
0: Unbelievable. And when we say north, we also mean very north, right, in some cases? Like, what I mean to say is that there are outlying areas that we consider, and then you'd be shocked at where some people go, right? In terms of smaller communities, new communities, etc.
14: Right, so when we talk about north and south, we're talking about uh, the northern district that actually starts just north of Netanya, okay, by Hadera, and that includes then the Chofa Carmel area right. and Haifa, but then of course then we go into further areas such as the Galil and the Golan. Right. Um, and in fact, we have about uh, eight communities in the north of Israel that have critical mass of Nefesh B'Nefesh Olim. We have communities, such such as Katsrin, we have Ma'alot, we have Naharia.
0: As high as Ma'alot. That's right. Unbelievable. That's right.
14: And then, of course, we have the south as well. Yeah. And the south... Uh,
0: what would be the most obscure in the south, Tommy? Obscure? Yeah, one we'd be Ere- shocked at.
14: Eretz Israel is not obscure. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Um, you would be
0: shocked that people are moving so to... So the,
14: there, there are communities in the Ramat Negev region uh, where the communities are really small. And sometimes, you know, the communities are as small as... 40 families, uh, and we have uh, people in communities such as Merchavam, um, you know, and and even in the larger, smaller places, like Arad and Dimona, we have Olim who are going there. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I hear what's going on in Arad. I'm like, what? In Arad? You know, it's amazing. Um, Do you visit any of these people? Do you see how these communities continue to grow? Absolutely. uh, You've seen some of the Olim that have done this over the last couple of years? Absolutely. And you see them in their new home, and they're very happy, and they're established, and they're, you know, continuing to work and to raise their children, etc., etc.
14: So, So one of the nice things about what I do is that I get to meet the Olim on the pre-Aliyah stage. Mm. And I come here to the United States and I get to meet with them. And then I continue with them. And I've seen Olim over the years. Uh, there is no better school than to meet with family, uh, a family at a one-to-one Aliyah preparation meeting in Manhattan and then to visit them in their home in Carmiel All afterwards. Right. It is it is awesome.
0: Who would you meet today? Today, people influence, people influence. people interested. I'm giving you a lot of credit for influencing the people. People interested in going to areas like that. Do you see any today in this Absolute, mega? Absolutely.
14: Absolutely. So, uh, with the partnership that we have with Karen Kayemidli Israel, right. we were able to bring uh, from Israel 20 representatives uh, of people from the different communities. Oh, this is what I see as I walk the Go in. Beyond Pavilion. Yeah. Right. Right. So the Olim are able to communicate with people who themselves made Aliyah, and they're able to get an unbiased uh, idea as far as what the future can hold for them in Eretz Israel. and uh, people are very interested.
0: Some of these areas are far from what we call the mega centers of the country, you know, Tel Aviv, Yerushalayim, etc., but there are a number of people, I'm sure, who are already in this Go Beyond system who have the type of employment, the type of work where they don't need to be necessarily
14: you know, near the major city centers of Israel. Is that correct? Well, sure. I mean, there, there are different types of setups, okay? Uh, we have a, a community representative here today from Katsrin in the Golan Heights, uh, and he is a lawyer, and he maintains an office in the United States, and he travels back and forth as he needs uh, while he raises his family in Eretz Israel uh, according to the values that are important to him, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, but there are other people who live in communities which are not that far away from the center, uh, you'll have somebody uh, who lives in a place like Yerucham, which is uh, a small development town in right. the Negev. But close. But it's twenty-five minutes to Beersheva, right. and there's a, a lot of employment happening in Beersheva.
0: Eli Bialik is here. A lot of the infrastructure improvements and goals of the State of Israel. Do you think you guys are responsible for some of it? When we hear about trains that are now, you know, being built to or railways are now being built to get to certain areas, we hear about new highways, we even hear about a possible second international airport in Israel. I I would guess that this initiative has something to do with that as they see people going to all these different areas of
14: the country. Well, the Karen Kayamit is very much invested in creating infrastructure in uh, the north and the south of Israel. I can't say that, you know, we can take credit for the development of the State of Israel because there are plenty of people who've been doing it since 1948 and and before. Uh, But what's really important is that the skill set of our olim who are making aliyah, they are coming with a drive. They are coming with a a Western skill set as far as employment and as far as what they – how they want to develop their community. And that's really what is driving a lot of uh, the community development in the north and in the south.
0: Amazing. Will there be a second international airport in Israel or not? I think there will be. There will be at some point. Make it a lot easier for some of the people that you mentioned before in terms of those communities that they're in.
14: That's true. And also as an employment hub for people.
0: Right, for sure. I mean, someone in Katsrin, they got to get to Ben-Gurion Airport. It's quite a distance, right? That it is. Yeah, well... We'll solve that problem, won't we? Ellie Bialik, <laughs> director of NBN JNF Go Beyond Initiative. Uh, Go Beyond is just one of the uh, um, areas you could explore at this mega event. But we should also mention that Go Beyond has a major presence on the website as well, right? Absolutely. nbn.org.io, and that people could check out. Right, and, and not only that, that
14: we, we are able also to be to assist people with their pilot trips, right. people who are looking to research making Aliyah. So it would be our pleasure for people to contact us and then we will assist them in planning their research of the North and South.
0: Right? Who knows, you may end up in our Eli Tadaraba, kolakavod to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Eli Bialik everybody, we're at the mega event. Thank you Jerusalem Post. Those of you watching on the Jerusalem Post Facebook page, the Jerusalem Post has partnered with the Nahum Sigel Network to bring you the content from today's mega event the conversations that we have here um, uh, during the uh, visit to John Jay College. And a big thank you to Reut and to Noah and to everybody who's responsible for the Jerusalem Post. And, of course, a big thank you to everybody here at the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up. Keep it right here, everybody, at com and uh, on the uh, beloved NSN app. Listening to the Network. I want to remind everybody who's tuned in, don't forget to uh, install the NSN Network app for Android and iPhone. Again, that's the NSN Network Network app for Android and iPhone. You get your opportunity to tune in to us 24 hours a day. Big thank you to everybody here, including ZK and Yoni, uh, to Miriam Elwalik and Avrami and everybody who's been helping behind the scenes. A big, big thank you for uh, all your help in making this broadcast possible. Plus Noah and Rayut from the Jerusalem Post. I am applauding the <laughs> Jerusalem Post because they made this decision Uh, to include uh, our content in their presentation on Facebook today. and It's much appreciated. And a big, big thank you to Daphna and everybody from Nefesh Ben Nefesh, who has been, uh, Daphna Farkas, that is, who has been so instrumental, been instrumental in making this broadcast possible. I am told that Lisa Rolofson is with us. Lisa's in our mobile studio here at John Jay College in New York City. She is from Atlanta, Georgia. Lisa, welcome to the Nahum Single Network. Thank you. Uh, Why would someone from Atlanta be visiting the Nefesh Benefesh Mega Event?
15: Um, Well, I'm making Aliyah in July. This is a definite? Yes.
0: I can't convince you otherwise, huh? No. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people come here, and they don't want their family and friends to know that they're making Aliyah. I would assume in your case, your circle of people knows already, right?
15: Yes. My sister lives there already. My parents are going in August. Oh, wow. And I just told my school, so.
0: (laughs) So you're leaving in July, your parents in August? Yes. That's pretty cool. Where are you going to be living?
15: i um, in Jerusalem. Very nice. At Oponation. Oh, so you're all set.
0: Mm-hmm. You're like a veteran at this already. You're ready to get on the plane, practically.
15: Yeah, I'm, I just need a pack.
0: <laughs> you just have to pack. Sometimes that's the most difficult part, you know. So you're a school teacher teaching where in the New York area?
15: I teach at Mag and David. Oh, very nice.
0: Great place. Yes. They're in one of those championship finals. I forget which one. Hockey, basketball, one of them. Anyway, so how's that experience been going?
15: I love it there. I teach first grade. Is
0: there an air of, uh, of Aliyah? Is there a feeling of uh, Zionistic inclinations there at Mag and David?
15: There definitely is. All the kids, every break, most of them go to Israel for, to visit. That's and nice. they do chesed there. And,
0: and what about Atlanta, Georgia? Does that have a hub of people that are very into Israel down there?
15: Yes. Uh, most of my friends I went to high school with actually made Aliyah. And They're there already? Yes.
0: That's a good feeling. Yeah. At least you know you know a lot of people over there. Where would you go to high school?
15: Yeshiva, Atlanta. Nice. Boy, oh, boy.
0: You're familiar with that, being a southern guy. Uh, Yoni Pollock, I don't know if you know, is from uh, Houston, Texas. And apparently the entire, apparently the, oh, you play basketball (laughs) against Atlanta? Apparently the southern cities, the southern Jewish communities of the United States have this kinship. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but.
15: I didn't play basketball. I'm not so good
0: at it. <laughs> <laughs> Even outside of sports, I'm told it's a nice kinship. <laughs> anyway, so you go and you uh, contact Neves and you say, I want to go to Israel, and how has the process been so far?
15: It's been pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, once I start, my Ali Advisor has been super helpful with all my first questions. First name? First
0: name of your Ali Advisor? Racheli. Racheli's the one mm-hmm. who's been so helpful, who's been holding your hand through this process. Yes. That's nice. Is uh, she based in Israel? Yes, she is. All right, so you call whenever you feel or you email whenever you feel. I mostly email because right.
15: I teach, so it's hard to call her. But right. You have a question, she, you have a detail yeah.
0: you need. All right, that's cool. I mean, the truth is, as I said earlier, um, the, the micromanagement of Nefesh Benefesh is a good thing, that everybody has their specialty and their expertise, and that everybody like you can have an individual they can depend on uh, to get them answers when you need those answers. That's That's really the key to this whole process, right?
15: Yes. And they are all super helpful. No matter who you reach out to, they all have answers for you or they point you in the right direction.
0: Well, since since this is the mega, this gives us an opportunity to remind everybody about the website, nbn.org.il. Was that your first step, downloading an application from there?
3: It
15: was.
0: Yeah, (laughs) That's how it all starts. That's how they get you. That's step number one, nbn.org.il. You can check out the website. They, of course, do have all the resources necessary, whatever you need in terms of Aliyah information. Alisa, good luck. If we're on the July flight, we're going to find you, and we're going to ask you you. (laughs) how things are on the flight. A pleasure to meet you. Alisa Rolofson, who's originally from Atlanta, Georgia, and soon will be in Jerusalem, Israel. Hillel Davis is joining us, and I am proud to say that Noah, Noah Amuyal, correct pronunciation?
5: That's totally correct.
0: Um, is back with us. She's the Senior Features Editor of the Jerusalem Post. I hope this experience has been nice for you so far as you've met all these people.
5: It's been very rewarding to see people come with a lot of different ambitions and goals and uh, try to make their dream a reality.
0: Your readers will believe it, right? They'll, yes. they'll believe there are people out there that have this idealism, right? Many
5: of our readers have done it.
0: That's true. That's very true. And earlier I called you guys the most influential Israeli newspaper in the world, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think people understand Mm -hmm. because the English language and the professional journalism that you guys are really number one out there. And you you see it. Look how many followers you have and how many people are watching today.
5: We certainly aspire to be that and more.
0: Baruch Hashem. All right, Hillel Davis is with us. Hillel has uh, been introduced to us as uh, someone who could speak about young professionals in Israel, and specifically about the area of Givat Shmuel. And you'll explain that coming up. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us. What are your impressions of today's mega event?
16: It's very impressive. The sheer number of people here and the amount of I guess just the wowness factor of seeing so many different booths and so many different kinds of people and so many different, you know, sessions going on really is
0: a very impressive show. Where are you from originally? From Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio, yeah. and ended up in Israel. That's right. Is that's Cleveland one of those hubs of Zionism that we don't know about? That's what they say. It's a
16: pit stop between uh, Teaneck and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's one of those. It's like a little Teaneck. Yeah. huh? It's one of those areas where people, thank God, have Zionistic inclinations. And how long ago did you move to Israel?
16: Uh, about six and a half years ago.
0: Oh, very nice. What can you tell us when we say young professionals in Israel? That's a very broad topic. What would you? Uh, t- what could you tell us about the young people who are moving there?
16: I'd say that because the especially because of the high-tech scene and the, the whole, I guess, Israeli vibe of, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, doctors or any kinds of really pro- young professionals, the opportunities are there to, for people who, you know, no matter what kind of degree they have, um, the economy is just so, you know, growing in all, all kinds of different areas that there's a huge need for English speakers to, to help companies reach the, you know, the broader world, whether it's in Europe, whether it's in the States, um, England, um, there's, really, there's really a lot of room for, for people like me. And my wife also works for uh, she works for a marketing agency. What? And she's the go-to person. They need something to make sure the English is right. They make sure to send it to her before they send out any emails to, to their clients abroad.
0: So Israel has really become the land of opportunity to say the least. Definitely.
5: So being a young professional anywhere is difficult through forging your own career and what you want out of life. What was it like doing that in Israel?
16: Um, so for me... I, I sort of stumbled into my job by accident, um, it's really much, I think it really characterizes what the young professional scene is like in Israel, especially the startup scene, where there was a need that I saw, people were, people were trying to find apartments for rent, and there was just such a big demand, there wasn't much of a clear supply. And so I printed out flyers, distributed them around town, and started renting out apartments to people, and eventually turned into a whole real estate business, and it's been expanding over the last number of years you know, networking with different agents, with different uh, professionals in the financial aspect of it, the building aspect of it. Um, And I think that really is like the typical Israeli um, story in terms of people just seeing, you know, seeing a problem and tackling it any way they can. Unbelievable.
0: I'm I'm sorry,
16: sorry. no, please Mm -hmm. go ahead.
5: Do you think that in that sense, it's easy to be sort of like a big fish in a small pond in Israel because it's just a smaller community, smaller population, and you bring a certain skill set to the mix?
16: Um, yeah, I think that um, I think there's enough people out there who are willing to, you know, want to mentor you into whatever field it is. Um, and while things may seem intimidating when you're, you know, half, you know, half a world away, thinking about what it, what you're going to be doing, but once you get there, um, I think that there really is just so much room for growth and people. There's just so much to do and so much to to fix and to build. Um, I think that yeah, the opportunities are really endless.
0: He's a real entrepreneur to say the least. <laughs> uh, has your business grown? Uh, past that immediate area where you started renting apartments, or yeah. what's it at now?
16: Yeah, first it started just you know, within Givat Shmuel, specifically for students. Hence um, your expertise in Givat Shmuel. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And
0: anybody in Bar Ilan in that area, yeah, they're that, all there, right? That's really, it started
16: while I was actually a 19-year-old student in Bar Ilan, <laughs> just helping out other students. Um, and then I started helping you know lone soldiers and then young professionals, and then moved a little bit into the neighboring Petach Tikva, a little bit in B'nai Brak. Um, and now people are coming to me about Jerusalem, about uh, Haifa, Netanya, um and really it's all about you know, trying to help out other olim find their place.
0: Really amazing. I always like asking different people about the following, and that is the, the number of people, young people in the United States of America, mm-hmm. that are making a commitment to the IDF, that have been raised, not necessarily in religious homes, but in Zionistic yeah. homes, where they've gotten this feeling and they make that type of commitment. But from your vantage point, how does that look to you?
16: Um, I think that majority of my friends have enlisted in the IDF, um, whether it's through combat or whether it's non-combat. Uh, a lot of people came, you know, right after they spent a year in Yeshiva and then, you know, med- immediately signed up. And so other people, that wasn't necessarily the path for them, and they right. first got their degree, and that's what I did. I actually did my degree in Bar Ilan um, and only afterwards um, joined the Army to try using my, the skills that I picked up from, um, from academia into, into the Army. Um, And I think that it's amazing how many people are willing to, you know, take a couple years of their life to not be you know, necessarily making the most amount of money, or necessarily be growing academically, but should be focused on helping the the country. It's really a beautiful. And thing. your
0: generation specifically, you know, back back in mind, there were mm-hmm. people who made the commitment, and yeah. it, it was shocking to us. But I think they were from a smaller category, and now it seems so much more broad. It's amazing yeah. how many people from different geographic backgrounds and secular and religious backgrounds are making that commitment to Israel.
16: Yeah, it's become a lot more mainstream, and it's also become a lot more doable. Um, both the army themselves have done a lot to make the lone soldier experience more manageable, both by increasing the, uh, the the salary for lone soldiers, increasing the benefits for lone soldiers. Right. Um, and also there's so many nonprofits, well, you know, Nevesh Panevesh right. obviously being a huge one, um, but other others along the way who've tried helping different aspects of it, whether it's to help people find housing, just having, you know, group apartments, um, it's really become, a lot, more, uh, a lot more manageable.
0: Are you looking for a place in Givachimuel? Because I have a guy, if you're looking, you know, I, I know somebody who really <laughs> knows those Givachimuel properties.
3: <laughs> you really need
5: to do. You need to help people und- uh, remember the difference between Gibat Shmuel and Givat I've been getting
16: that
0: all day. I all can day. That's the one outside of Jerusalem, <laughs> right? Right. I, I
5: I live in Israel and I <laughs> still need to like do a little switch yeah. in my head.
0: I always yeah. associate Givat Shmuel with Bar Ilan. That's yeah. how I remember where there you it, go. it is. Yeah, there <laughs> right. Simple as that. Noah, anything else for this gentleman? I'm good. Thank you. Hillel Tadaraba. We thank both you so thank much. you very, very much Appreciate and continue
16: it. your amazing work. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hillel Davis.
0: He knows everything about Givat Shmuel and many other areas of Israel, many other neighborhoods, and of course. He's an expert when it comes to young professionals. He deals with them all the time. My big thanks to Noah Amuyal. Noah is the senior features editor at Jerusalem Post, and uh, I thank you for joining me today and for being one of the uh, people who enthusiastically um, recommended that we team up on today's broadcast. Rabbi Fass, Rabbi Yoshua Fass, is here. Help us wrap things up on this uh, on this Sunday. A special shout-out to our friends at the Jerusalem Post, if you don't mind. Thank Hello, you very much. Jerusalem Post. They have millions you. of followers, you know, millions oh, yes. of followers. And they, are, I mean, they have our feed today. And I'm honored, frankly, that they've decided to do that. And I thank them very, very much. Well, as usual, two hours later, I am... Now inspired, or you'll, you'll make fun that I'm not inspired to the point where I'm ready to fill out my Aliyah okay. application. Okay, we took
2: your passport in the last two hours, and it's called surprise Aliyah. I think it's that a new campaign. I <laughs> <and> <laughs> no, we no, no 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 We've always had surprise LA. surprise surprise <laughs> Aliyah. LA. We have sent a Lyft company to your home, and uh, you're done.
0: I get to take my extra large bed with me. You're saying. I don't have to give up that creature comfort if I if move to Israel. If that's
2: what it takes to move you to our holy land, then we can take your bed. Nachum. we can take your bed.
0: I'll tell you, the, um, the number of people that have inspiring stories, young and old, retirees and people in their 20s, who have inspiring stories about... Going ahead and making this decision to download that application to uh, make that first inquiry into Nefesh nefesh is pretty amazing. And by the way, you'll be glad to know that when we spoke to a member of Knesset, uh, Chilik Bar, yeah. you'll be glad to know that Aliyah seems to be a multilateral topic in the Knesset, something that everybody seems to agree on. And he even acknowledged that in the Knesset they argue about a lot of things, but apparently Aliyah is not one of them.
2: That's good to know. That's
0: very good to know. Trust me. That should uh, be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and he also said, by the way, that, uh, that they are amazed, the government officials, at the efficiency, the uh, technological advancements that you've brought, you and your organization have brought to what people would call bureaucracy, or no better term for it, I guess. And all these years later, it's amazing, half the people in this room don't even understand the bureaucracy that they are avoiding by being part of the process now. They don't even get it. No but. clue. But all right, why should they need to get it? Well, that's life. Exactly. That's the way life operates. Do you know time before penicillin?
2: No, so we move on. That's true. I see you've used that example before, (laughs) huh? Uh,
0: Also, we learned today that the the different initiatives, North, South, Go Beyond, etc., continue to flourish. It is amazing. I was, I was, uh, was um, touched by the fact that Eli Bialik goes and visits these people. He yeah. actually goes into to these towns in the north and south, even to Malot, <laughs> to visit the people that he first counseled here yeah. in New York or over the phone to, to go to these areas. The continuity of service is remarkable. Yeah, and that's something that people were skeptical about at the beginning. Could Nefesh B'Nefesh deal with people once they get off the plane in Israel? And you've done way beyond that.
2: Yeah, and it's also opening offices throughout the country and hubs throughout the country and having staff for different audiences, and having a staff for a specific audience in Tel Aviv, having right. a staff in the south and north. Um, so the specificity of our service package is really uh, remarkable.
0: Are you still doing uh, singles events for those old women? still doing single events. It'll still happen, and people do, uh, do get married from those events. Yes, they do. You've been invited to those weddings.
2: I've, yes. I've you've,
0: been. you've seen how, yes. These, how their families have grown we had a lot, they, uh, a lot of
2: marriages, thank God, and a lot, a lot of births. Unbelievable. Uh, close to 17,000 sabras and sabralets and
0: uh, <laughs> Sabralets. And, uh, Wouldn't sabrettes be sufficient? And, no, uh, I like the less. Like <laughs> you the like lets. that? And the, uh, and the And again, and I pointed this out with uh, my guest Hillel Davis, because I was curious to see what somebody in his 20s would have to say about this. He agreed with me that in comparison to my generation, there is an unbelievable... Um, spirit of not only Aliyah, but service in the IDF among those in their teens and 20s around the United States of America who've grown up in what we would call Zionistic homes, not necessarily religious, but different geography, different uh, you know religious levels, different d- different types
2: of education, etc. And so many of them make this commitment to the army. And, and, and with a backdrop of like an I-generation labeling that everyone gives the, to that... A millennial generation—that right. uh, everyone's self-focused. Right,
0: that—that's a whole thing. And that's for a- them
2: to buck the trend and to give, and to contribute, and to be ideological and to see beyond oneself for a cloud, for a nation, for—it's really—it's superb to see that that's still vibrant in a in a generation.
0: You know, you've described to us over the years—we've had thousands of conversations, thank God—you've described to us over the years how rabbinic leaders, how government leaders, how many have reacted to this whole unbelievable movement of aliyah that you 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 have supervised but what about generals in the army or higher ups in the idf have they ever expressed to you what it's like to have those lone soldiers and how and, and and have in fact have they described the type of commitment the american kids have in the israeli army
2: oh absolutely you should have asked tony this question he was at a dinner years ago a very high level dinner with some prime minister past prime ministers and some generals and, uh, and there was something happening at that time that was making the Edwards. current events. So, really, uh, things were, there was a conflagration and things were heated up. And this general gets up, everyone's expecting him to give his input and in, insight of what's happening in the geopolitical world. And he said, These lone soldiers moving to Israel, what's happening? That's changing the army. That's what's giving us the fortitude and strength and the vision and focus and power. Um, uh, reminds us and recalibrates ourselves. And it's just, it just, was, it was very, and we see it all the time with with what we're able to do post aliyah for the lone soldiers is purely because of the receptivity and the honor that the you army need the and army's the army's cooperation and, oh 100% our our contract with the army is very unique we're able to go into bases we do things together with the IDF and they they're they're blown away by these young heroes.
0: Does it take a long time to earn that trust? I know when it comes to... It took many years. Yeah, past, When it comes to passport processing, it took a long time for them it to it finally took, say, takes, okay, we yeah, got you but guys. you
2: keep on hammering and, and, and then people realize that you're not, you're not just a fad and they understand the, the long-term contribution and then they, they reciprocate.
0: We spoke with uh, Lisa Roflinson, I hope I have that pronounced properly, from Atlanta, Georgia, who was making Aliyah this July and uh, she described how literally one person in your office is holding her hand through this whole process which is not unusual right with you who does that for the
2: army people who does that for the army uh, youngsters are are there also people who are we have we have two offices in tel aviv one office a hub for the general tel aviv public of usually singles who move to tel aviv then we have a whole other office with, I think, close to 10 staff members that deal with just lone soldiers.
0: And they know all the answers to all those questions. They do the research when need Not be. Not only that,
2: they're on a hotline, that 24 hours access if there is an emergency. Um, we also get a notification from the Army if any of the lone soldiers from any country um, is sick what and in the hospital. You, yeah. We get notified within 24 hours so that we can go and visit them in the hospital because they don't have family. Um, so the, the connections that we have in the Army, um, plus the service package that we're giving to the lab, plus having this uh, a very incredibly talented group of, of staff that themselves were lone soldiers. And yeah. one of them was very high up in the Army who's, who's helping co-manage this department. It, it's really uh, it's fantastic to yeah, see. I'm, I'm frustrated played. because we're out of time, but i just, I got to
0: extend one more minute. You just said lone soldiers from other countries. We would be shocked to know that there are lone soldiers in Israel from where? Give me a couple of examples. China.
2: You, China? Hyper Seriously. Guatemala.
0: And if there's something that goes wrong or that the Army needs your services to help them, you well, jump we in help them. They're part and of you the help it. the soldiers yeah, from China. China help
2: them anyway. When they, they're they coming to our events, uh, the two of them that made Aliyah last <laughs> two years ago, they're tiny. They're <laughs> to 70 countries, 68 to be exact, that are part of the lone soldier, international lone soldier program within Nefesh. Um, we have... Um, four or five languages represented within our staff, and that usually covers everyone, um, you know, Hebrew, Spanish, Russian, um, uh, French. And then those are the, the professionals within our team. And it's, it's interesting because I come from Yushalayim, and I'm speaking mostly to my staff in English, right. and I have to go to Tel Aviv, and I'm speaking to them only in Hebrew because that's the common denominator unless I learn Spanish and French soon. The
0: <laughs> whole thing is just amazing, I'll tell you. What an incredible place you've built. Today, the mega, the mega events. What is it, officially till 5 o'clock? Yeah. Mega event. But you don't have to be here at this point. If you can't make it here at John Jay, go to the website, nbn.org.il. nbn.org.il or call the number 8664-ALIAH, 866 the number 4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H, and you'll be able to get all the information. And we should thank your incredible staff. You have, Thank you so much. You're your incredible your, your, staff. Uh, thank you. We. I will thank my staff. But, I'm, okay, so I won't name any names, but I will tell you you're surrounded by people who really are dedicated to this cause,
2: boy. The board. best of the best.
0: Unbelievable. And when you've had to take time off, or if you're out of the country.
2: The best of the best.
0: They pick up the ball. Yep. It is amazing. So, no names. No names. But I'm looking at some of them right now. But they're <laughs> awesome. No names, but they're awesome. And thank you very much to the NBN staff. And thank you, Rabbi Fast, for so again much. entrusting me with this task. It's much appreciated. Uh, we're here at the Mega Event. Big thank you to our staff, to ZK, head of our technological team, of course, to... Uh, Yoni producing today's show. Behind the scenes, we will thank Miriam al Wallach and Avrami and everybody who's helped. Who, who helped, And we do miss them, uh, who's helped behind the scenes. And a special thank you uh, to Daphna Farkas. I will thank Daphna, even if she's from the NBN staff, because she helped us so much today with producing the show. And to uh, Noah Amuyal. It was great working with her today. And I thank her and Ray Ut and everybody affiliated with the Jerusalem Post for not only recommending that we do this, but really making it happen, so that we could provide our content and be covered by Israel's number one newspaper. And I don't take that lightly. Thank you, J-Post. Thank you, Jerusalem Post. Noah Kolakavod. And please extend our thank you to everybody in your main office. It is much appreciated. We could break or we go to a song? We'll go to a song to wrap things up. I thank everybody for watching, for listening and being part of this Nefesh B'Nefesh mega event in New York City. As we close things out with my favorite Aliyah song, Letty Solomon, here at the Malcolm Siegel Network. Mm.